Lupus LA would like to thank our generous sponsors for their support of the Your Story, Our Fight podcast. Emerge Business Solutions serves as a personal and professional CFO for clients across a wide spectrum of industries. They handle financial affairs with integrity and transparency. Gemini Beauty believes in beauty for a cause, and in their case, the cause is lupus. The team at Gemini is changing the skincare game for good. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lupus LA podcast, Your Story, Our Fight. I'm your host, Adam Selkowitz, and as always, I want to thank our sponsors uh, for their incredible support of the work we're doing. Today, we are meeting Sharon Singh. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited. Excellent. Well, I, we're going to talk today about uh, perseverance because you really have an incredible attitude um, about your lupus and about what you want to be, you know, striving towards in life and how you want to handle your lupus. Um, and I'm excited for our audience to hear about it. So, Tell me a little bit about, you were diagnosed at 14, similar to when I, I was diagnosed at 16. So you're in your teenage years, you're just starting high school, I assume. Tell me a little bit about what your life was like um, before you started having symptoms. So being diagnosed at such a young age was really hard because before I got diagnosed, I was actually very, very active. I was a gymnast. I was a cheerleader. I was relatively healthy, so I had a good you know, social life, and then it all hit me when I was 14 years old, and it stripped me away from all of my active lifestyles, and I had dreams of like becoming an Olympic gymnast, and I wanted to do so much with my life, but then my lupus diagnosis actually steered me in a separate direction, and now I'm grateful for where I am today, but you know, it it's always makes you think about what could have been. Did your gymnastics actually help lead to that diagnosis? Is that being so physical? Um, what were your early symptoms? So when I was first diagnosed, my symptoms were swollen lymph nodes. I had very severe Raynaud's, meaning that my fingers lost circulation. They were blue. I had joint pain and fatigue, nausea, vomiting. And so my gymnastics practice actually did lead me to going to see a doctor because I was having a lot of joint pain. And typically when training, I didn't have a lot of joint pain. So when my coaches noticed, they were like, there's something wrong with her. And then what led me to actually go see the doctors was the Raynaud's. My parents would see that I would grab something out of the fridge and immediately my fingers would lose circulation. So that's when I decided I really need to go and like see a specialist. And so how long did your diagnosis take? I mean, I know we've been working really hard to try to get doctors to recognize lupus early. And I believe yours, your diagnosis was fairly quick, right? It was around three to four months before I received a diagnosis. Okay. But, but a process that evolved into the diagnosis, not they told mm -hmm. you you had 12 different things before they told you you had lupus, right? No, Yeah. Okay. So you get this diagnosis. Um, what was the initial conversation with the rheumatologist like, um, specifically surrounding how active you were and, and what your what your options were? So I started off actually by seeing my PCP who referred me to rheumatology at UCLA. So I was from Bakersfield, California. So I had to travel two hours to UCLA to go see one of the pediatric rheumatologists. And I was actually there for I would say six to seven hours on my first visit. 
I was extremely sick. I had fluid in my lungs, swollen liver. Um, my lymph nodes were super swollen. They ran so many tests on me, same day, x-ray, ultrasound, whatever they could do. And that first visit was actually very scary for me as a 14-year-old because I just kept hearing all these terms thrown out at me, like connective tissue disease, or, you know, she has high levels of inflammation, positive ANA. I was like, what does this all mean? You know, I'm super young. I don't even know what's happening. So my first visit was definitely a lot to take in. And they saw that I was in a lot of pain. I had a lot of inflammation. They started me off on high dose steroids. And I'm still developing at this point. You know, I'm a kid. I'm 14. So being put on those meds at a very, very young age, it was it was a lot. And what was their family's reaction to the whole situation? My parents didn't want to believe it at first. They were in denial. They're like, how could this be happening? She's so healthy. You know, she's so active. So it was a lot for them to take in. And my sister is actually a nurse. So for her to, you know, hear that, she was like, this is a chronic disease. She's going to have this for the rest of her life. And it really took a toll on my family. They are very supportive. They did everything that they could to help me, you know, financially and everything that they can to, you know, help my symptoms and just help my disease. Do you think you had a quicker acceptance to the diagnosis than your parents did? I think it took me a while, but definitely I, when I heard everything, I heard my diagnosis and I heard, you know, the doctors tell me what was going on. I came to an acceptance eventually, but at first I was also in denial. I was like, there's no way, like, I just wished it was something that I could just, you know, take a pill and it'll be gone forever. I was so young. I didn't really know what was going on. Sure. And, and was the doctor, I guess it, because you were so sick initially, there was there conversations about how you had to change your lifestyle or did that come later? It actually came later. So um, there were some things that I had to figure out on my own that I wouldn't be able to do ever again. I had to stop doing gymnastics. That completely changed up my entire routine. You know, it's like someone who's been training for hours and hours and throughout the week to now I'm not doing anything at all. I had fluid in my lungs, so I couldn't run in PE anymore. I had to stop doing that. And so there was a bunch of things that I didn't learn that I would have to adjust my lifestyle to until I started getting those very, very severe flares. Mm -hmm. So once that started happening, I was like this, I can't, you know, eat certain things anymore. I started to no notice things that would flare me up, you know, certain things like being in the sun for too long, or, you know, I couldn't eat the same snacks anymore, or dairy would make me feel worse. So it was like a big learning process throughout my entire, you know, diagnosis until now. And when do you think post-gymnastics post that change, was there a time where you said, okay, I've accepted this. Now it's time to figure out how I can have the life that I want, the productive life, the active life. And, and, and what kind of adjustments did you have to make? I know the food you mentioned, et cetera, but what kinds, what kinds of other things? So when I was 16, I actually started reading a lot. I read this lupus encyclopedia by Dr. Daniel Wallace. And I read the entire thing. It's like 500 pages. I wrote a 10 page research paper about it in my sophomore year of high school. And it led me to figure out this treatment called mesenchymal stem cells. And so I brought it to my doctor at UCLA. I printed her out a study that was done. And I was like, can I get this treatment? Can I be in a trial for this? Like, tell me, how do I get this? Because I've been seeing like 
so much about this in these books. And unfortunately, I wasn't eligible for clinical trials. It was so early on for this to be tested that she was like, there's no way, like, you know, we can get these until I actually moved to Irvine to do my bachelor's degree. And I came across the regenerative medicine clinic and they actually offered these stem cells. And it was at a point in my diagnosis where I had tried everything. I was on chemotherapy. I was on all these biologics, steroids, Plaquenil, you name it. I tried it. It didn't work. So for me, I was just at that point where it's like, I am desperate. I will do anything, anything to get stable, anything to have that life back. Because before it's all trial and error. While you're dealing with the flares, while you're dealing with the symptoms, it's a lot of trial and error to see what works for you. So for me, I wasn't tolerating any of these medications. So when I came across this clinic in Irvine, they gave me hope because they did offer these mesenchymal stem cell treatments. Unfortunately, tell, tell everybody what that is. Tell be, be tell me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mesenchymal stem cells are a type of stem cells that actually bind to a problem cell in the body and basically switch it to make it normal in a sense, to say it in the simplest terms. And they're used to repair a lot of issues in the body. It's used in regenerative medicine. And the problem with these stem cells is that they're not covered by insurance. And you know, so that's a big issue. To be able to get these treatments, you have to pay out of pocket. So that is a big you know, thing in the healthcare industry where it's like the treatments that actually work are actually very, very expensive. So for me, it was like 25 grand for one treatment. And I was like, there is no way. There's no way. I was like, my parents are, they're, you know, they're sending me off to college. They're paying that in like tuition. And they're also paying my rent. Like they're doing so much for me. Like there is no way that I can afford that. And so it came to the point where actually my health declined my freshman year at UCI. I was in my dorm having severe hip pain. I collapsed in my dorm. I was taken to the emergency room and I was admitted to the hospital at UCLA and they told me that my hips had deteriorated and that I would need a bilateral hip replacement. I had a vascular necrosis caused by steroids. So now I'm at that point where it's like, okay, they're giving me all these steroids, but now it's deteriorated my hips and nothing else would work for me. Steroids are typically used to reduce inflammation in the body very quickly. So then my parents are like, she cannot get a hip replacement at 18. Like there's no way. So I ended up going to that clinic and ended up getting a mesenchymal stem cell treatment. And I actually got it three times and it put me in remission for a year and a half. And I got my life back. I was working out four times a week. I was juicing. I was eating raw foods. I was eating all the berries. I was doing my best and I felt so great. I still wasn't able to get back into gymnastics because I do have joint damage and I do have, I still have pain. I don't want to, you know, trigger it. And I feel like I'm, I've progressed so much to the point where I've accepted that I will never, ever be able to be a gymnast again in my life. But, you know, I discovered that that wasn't my main purpose now anymore. So all I wanted was to become active again. So I was fortunate enough to be in remission for that. And then my holistic journey began. Unfortunately, I actually developed a flare in 2020. I had sepsis from a root canal. Um, bacteria traveled to my bloodstream and I developed sepsis. I was at UCLA for about two weeks and it sparked up an entire flare again. And then it came to the point where all my autoimmune conditions came back and I became bedridden. And then in 2022, just a year ago, my surgeons told me my hips had deteriorated to the point where it was time for a hip replacement. So after I got my hip replacements, after, you know, I've been in the flares again, I 
had developed such a severe flare actually just four months ago in June. And it was to the point where my kidneys were on the verge of failure. My heart was pumping way too fast. I was not doing well. I was in the emergency room. And it was at that point where I had to make a huge change in my body. So I decided to go back to regenerative medicine and I started to heal. I started to learn a lot about holistic healing and to stop eating artificial dyes, stop eating, you know, processed foods. I don't eat fast food anymore. I drink only a certain type of water. Like I've changed out all the filters on my water, my shower head, like everything. I started to heal from the inside out. I started to really develop a routine where it's non-toxic. You know, I'm not putting any fragrances on my body. I'm doing the best that I can to be able to nourish my body as much as possible. And I learned this by going to a regenerative medicine clinic and going to naturopaths who actually led me onto the path of getting to the root cause of autoimmunity, which in Western medicine, there is no root cause, you know, from what we're aware of, lupus just kind of happens or there's a genetic component. But for me, I was like, okay, no medications are working. Nobody in my family has an autoimmune disease. There is something bigger going on here. So I decided to go search for the answer. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And I want to talk about how your rheumatologist reacted to your holistic approach. So we'll do that uh, in one minute. We'll be right back. Lupus LA would like to thank you, our supporters, for your continued contribution to our cause. We want to wish you a very happy holiday season. And we'd also like to encourage you to consider donating to our year-end campaign. Go to lupusla.org and donate to support lupus patients in need with emergency grants, one-to-one patient support, and more. Lupus LA's fellowship program is an essential part of ensuring the training of future rheumatologists. The nation is experiencing a serious shortage of pediatric rheumatologists. Today, there are approximately 300,000 children diagnosed with rheumatic conditions in the United States, but only about 250 practicing pediatric rheumatologists to meet this tremendous need. We are back on the Lupus LA podcast, Your Story, Our Fight, and we're telling Sharon Singh's story today. Uh, and your story is really a journey to holistic medicine. I do want to say, you know, Lupus LA is obviously a healthcare organization that uh, practices with a lot of rheumatologists. And we we have a, a real wide variety of our patients who some who do holistic medicine, some who don't. And we've been del- delving a lot into the wellness community. Um, and our, I just, my only caveat to everybody is talk to your doctor before starting any of these treatments or changes in your diet or exercise or things like that. Um, we're just really firm believers in asking people to kind of go through their journey with their with their doctor, and that, and that's everybody's choice. I love the enthusiasm you have for the success that you've had. Um, I too have done several different holistic, uh, treatments that have worked. Some worked, some haven't, but, um, but did you have this conversation with your doctors as you kind of went through the process? I did. So when I started off in 2019, getting those mesenchymal stem cells, I talked to my pediatric rheumatologist and she was a huge advocate for it. She was actually one of the lead researchers, lead researchers for, uh, mesenchymal stem cells. So for her to, you know, see that, see all the success, she was definitely all for it. I was, you know, getting treated by regenerative medicine on alongside with my UCLA doctors. 
So I would send them over exactly what type of stem cells they're using, how much they put into my body, what I was doing, you know, in terms of upkeeping the stem cells. And so they're very aware of what I was doing. And then it reflected back on my labs. You know, I've never seen my inflammatory markers so low before in my life. And that's when they were like, you know, we wish that we could, you know, offer this to everybody, but it's just not, it's not feasible. You know, it's very expensive. And actually my rheumatologist wrote a um, science journal on me. So she wrote it um, with her resident and they got my labs. They, you know, were able to write about, you know, my experience with mesenchymal stem cells. So I'm really happy about that. So by the way, if you want, I'm happy to get your paper that you wrote when you were 15 to Dr. Wallace, if you want, if you want him to read it. Um, he's, uh, he would be very pleased that you read the entire book. I know uh, he, he's, uh, you know, he spends a lot of time working hard on it. So happy to do that. So tell me directionally in your life, as you start to feel better, as the holistic approach really works for you, where do you then, because I, I know and I think if people haven't figured it out already, you obviously have some medical training these days because uh, the way you talk about the the treatments and the tests and the you know is very knowledgeable, which I always love. I, I would say most lupus patients know their bodies and know their medicines and their illness so well. I love that. Um, but tell everybody kind of what you're doing now and and a little bit more about how the holistic approach that you took. Um, allowed you to to take these next steps? Yeah, so currently I actually work at the Children's Hospital of Orange County. I'm a healthcare worker. I'm working in a multi-specialty unit. I absolutely love it. I love what I do. And hopefully in the future, within the next year, if my health permits, I do plan on applying to PA school and I want to become a healthcare provider. And what I really love about the PA profession is that they're able to work in different specialties and they're able to switch specialties whenever they want. So for me, I've been treated in so many different specialties. It was hard for me to be like, oh, how can I commit to one? I want to be able to give back in multiple specialties. So I really want to work in rheumatology in the future. And I really want to be an advocate for my patients the same way that my doctors advocated for me at UCLA. Do you have the opportunity at Chalk to run into or to work with the pediatric rheumatology division down there now? As of right now, no, because I am still, you know, in the process of learning about different specialties that they onboarded me onto, but hopefully in the future, I will be able to. Because I think I, you're not the only one who has that, you know, um, dream to take their rheumatology experience and translate it to working in the rheumatology field. And I find that so inspirational. And I think uh, specifically pediatric patients, when they meet somebody who has gone through what you've gone through and has uh, come out the other end, so to speak, with a, a really meaningful and successful life and experience, I think that can be incredibly inspirational. Did you, I'm curious, when you were diagnosed, did you meet anybody else with lupus, any other kids in the, at UCLA? No, I was completely alone, which is why um, recently within the last year, I actually started my TikTok page that has over 13,000 followers. And it's all towards lupus awareness and, you know, being an advocate for lupus and sharing my experience on holistic healing. 
And so that's something that I'm really proud of because I'm able to develop a community of people who understand what it's like to be diagnosed when you're so young. You know, there's so many people who have messaged me who are in their early 20s and they're like, it's just, you know, it's so hard to navigate this world where, you know, people our age are just, you know, they're hustling. They're able to, you know, go out and have a social life while, you know, I'm stuck at the hospital. So for me, I mean, being diagnosed at a young age, nobody really understood what it was. None of my teachers, my own family was still, you know, confused on, you know, what's going on with her because no medications worked for me. So I'm glad to say, though, that now in my life, I do have a few people in my life who understand what it's like to be diagnosed with autoimmune diseases. And I do have a great support system. That's excellent. So tell me holistically, give me some of these things that you do on a daily basis that you think make the biggest difference in your, you know, how you feel every day? So number one thing that I've noticed is focusing on my gut health. I really watch what I put into my body. I don't eat any processed foods. I don't eat any fast food. I really try to stay away from all of that and started to eat more raw whole foods. And I think it made the biggest impact in my health. And then I actually started to, you know, do saunas and go get massages. And that's a luxury that not everyone gets, but it really helped me with lymphatic drainage and really, you know, massaging out any areas that had, you know, muscle tension. So that really helped my inflammation as well. I also started to exercise more low impact for lupus patients because, you know, high impact exercise can trigger a flare and be too hard on our joints. So for me, I started to do, you know, more exercising. I've started to adapt more mindfulness, meditation, breath work, yoga. I have been taking, you know, every single section that I can that contributes to overall good health. And I've really been implementing it and tweaking it to fit with, you know, my diagnosis and things that I can do. And then alongside with that, I also changed up, you know, what I put inside my body. So even like lotions, I don't use anything with fragrances in them. I, my shampoo and conditioner, it's all clean products, all non-toxic. Um, my water filter on, in my bathroom for my sink, I have a filter baby, which actually, you know, filters out, you know, any of those heavy metals and things like that in our water. And it's made a huge difference. Same with my shower filter. I have a shower filter. So I took like a huge holistic approach and I changed up my entire lifestyle so. And how much, how much, I mean, that's incredible. And it sounds like so much goes into that. How much do you think that that takes in terms of the time out of your day to ensure that you're sort of hitting all those marks? I would say it takes a few hours. I mean, yeah. you know, you have to block out times for yourself, but then you also have to block out times for, you know, flares. You never know mm-hmm. if you wake up one day and you're just flared because it's cold outside. Yeah, I know there's something about the atmospheric pressure and the impact on the joints. So for me, it's like I have to make sure I have enough time to do what I need to do. I need to make sure I have time to stretch to, you know, drink my water in the morning, drink, you know, bone broth, um, you know, do my yoga, meditate, but I also have to make time for what if I get a flare? Because each day we don't know what we're going to get. Even if you're on the holistic journey, there's going to be times where something may trigger your body and you don't know what it was. So that's, yeah, that's something to always keep in mind. And you have to work and, you know, eat yeah. breakfast, lunch and dinner and <laughs> all that stuff too, right? Have mm-hmm. some, some kind of social life and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough hours in the day for sure. 
Um, you mentioned your TikTok. So first tell everybody what your TikTok is because want to, you know, send you some love there. So it's at Sharon.s, S-H-A-R-A-N.s. And it's just me sharing my journey about lupus. And I create content to spread lupus awareness. And sometimes I'll make little skits here and there that make people, you know, relate to me and relate to, you know, a lot of the situations that people with chronic illnesses have, you know, like going to the doctor or, you know, what your peers say, you know, about your diagnosis or when you have a flare. So it's something that I really enjoy doing and I plan on to keep growing. And what is some of the reaction you get? Give me some of the, the typical response that you're the feedback you're getting. So on a lot of my lupus content, uh, a lot of people will share their story in the comments or will be like me too, or I've never met someone so young and has had all these symptoms. A lot of people would also ask me like, where did you get your mesenchymal stem cells? Who do you see for regenerative medicine? Um, or they'll ask me, you know, how much did your treatments cost? Or, you know, how, how did you get to the point where you are today? Because I would say that today I'm not quite in remission, but I'm not, you know, flaring to the point where I feel like I need like to be supported by, you know, any medications. Incredible. So tell me, I always ask this to almost every guest, what's your, what's your message to the newly diagnosed 14 year old? If you could go back, what would you have liked somebody to tell you when you were first diagnosed? To never give up, whether it's to keep going and find the solution that gets you to a stable state or, you know, keep going till you find the solution that hopefully gets you into remission because it is possible. It is possible to heal, you know, and to never get discouraged because there's going to be ups and downs. You know, I have been through a lot of ups myself and a lot of downs. And even though I'm holistically healing, I'll still have a flare here or there. But it's all about looking at it from the perspective of this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. What is this trying to teach me? For me, it taught me how to persevere, how to gain strength. It taught me that I have a deeper purpose in life. It taught me that my career goal aligns so much with my personal experience with lupus that I know no matter what, I'm going to reach it. So for me, I really want to work in healthcare. I want to be able to give back to the same community that was able to treat me. And I think that without the struggles that I went through, I would not be the woman that I am today. And I have to say that I am probably one of the strongest women I've ever met. And I'm very proud of who I am today. I think that it's totally clear. And uh, we're proud of you. We're, we're happy you're feeling well. Uh, and we thank you for joining us today on the podcast and for sharing your story beyond that with TikTok and, and everything. And I hope you're going to put this on TikTok because- I will. Know, Send it like that. to me. We'll just chop it up and <laughs> put it on small pieces. But um, excellent. Thank you very much, Sharon. Appreciate it and uh, be well. Thank you, Adam. I really appreciate it. On behalf of the entire team at Lupus LA, we thank you for joining the Your Story, Our Fight podcast. Please tune in, spread the word, and come back for more inspiring lupus stories. I'm your host, Adam Selkowitz, wishing you good health, and to always remember, your story is our fight.